Hey folks, Sir okay. Charles Carey here and uh, my co-host K-Fit and I'm excited to uh, spend a little time with you because it's all about the come up. What's your come up story? That's what we're talking about. And we're inviting you to be a part of our experience, the experience of other people, and maybe even you may find yourself in other people's story. So with that being said, we're gonna get started. I know there's a lot to cover, a lot of information we're gonna share, and I wanna do just that, share this information so that um, you know you can get something out of it. So for those of you that like casual conversations, come on in. For those of you that always are looking for takeaways, grab a pen and paper. And for those of you that just wanna browse and see what it's all about, we invite you as well. And please, leave your comments ask questions um this is something that we encourage because we want to know what your takeaways are we want to know how you feel about what it is that we are sharing and uh most importantly we hope you enjoy it so what is going on k fit my lovely daughter so much so much is going on um i don't know where to start um professional wise a lot of good things are going on good um, good good you know, I have been at a few events recently um, before the summer hasn't even started yet, but I've been at a few events. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I have some new colors of my amazing K-Figure yoga suits. Well, I look Very forward to hearing more about, about that. that. I look forward to hearing more about <clears throat> all the things you've done. And actually, I'm looking forward to hearing about your come up story specifically, too, as we move forward, because I think that people will learn a lot from you. Um, so what's on deck today? What are we talking about today? Well, today I want to talk about you and some of your come up story. I want to ask you some questions mm. that I think the world does not know. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well, let's go. Let's go in. Let's, uh, you know, uh, peel back the layers as they say. Okay. So these questions are very out there. Okay. They're not about Sir Charles Carey, the speaker or the singer. They're more based on life, you know? So oh, bear really? with me while I ask these questions. Okay. Okay. All right. So one of the questions I have for you right now, I want you to complete this sentence for me. Life, liberty, and blank. Life, liberty, and happiness. Life, liberty, and Fulfillness. I think fulfillment would probably uh, be my best fill-in-the-blank response simply because I think fulfillment <clears throat> will lead you to the ultimate thing. For me, I know what it is. It is my speaking. It is my music. It is all those creative um, talents and interests that have been placed in me. So, yeah. Okay, Did you want great. me to expand like on that, that or just was that good enough? That was good enough for me. So my okay. next question is, what is life to you? Wow. What is life to me? You know, honestly, I believe that there's a child in all of us. And even when we become adults, we're just children in big bodies. And what life is like to me, it's like a game. Not the kind of game where you roll the dice and get a turn. But at the same time, yeah, you do get a turn. There's just no dice involved. You have to go out on this game board called the world and choose what lane you want to walk on, run on, live on, 
And whether you know what's involved or not, you have to be able to respond. Um, sometimes you can be prepared, sometimes you can't. But I think life is really a game. It's just about how you play it. Interesting. I like that response. So my next question for you, why Christianity? Why Christianity? Of all religions. What? For me? Of all religions, yes, to okay. possibly, you know, choose to believe in, pick up on, um, study. Why Christianity for you of all other options? Well, I have studied Buddhism. I have studied Islam. And I have much respect for Islam. Um, I obviously am a Christian and have been um, for the majority of my life. But why Christianity is because when I was down, meaning things were going against me in the times of my substance abuse, in the times I had to deal with cancer, in the times when I needed to get my focus, uh, Christianity, that religion, that spiritual walk as a Christian, um, I got the most out of my life or the most was poured into my life the answers i sought as a christian praying meditating seeking for faith seeking for guidance i was able to receive that and gain that more from christianity than any other uh religion uh that there is out of the ones that i've nice. tried nice i like the way you said that well stated um my next question up for you is are you who you wanted to be? You know, in many ways, I'd have to say yes. In some ways, not at the level. <clears throat> I come from a musical family, so everyone either sang or played an instrument. And when I say everyone, I'm using that term loosely. I'm talking about my immediate family. I'm talking about, like, my first cousins, um, maybe some of my second cousins, uh, everyone had something to do with music, and uh, I really love the opportunity of being able to apply myself, of of being a part of that uh, that world. You know, it started out with, you know, just listening, and then it led to gospel, and then I got a chance to, you know, be a lead singer and sing with ensembles and all that. And eventually. I was able to have a band, have my own band. And uh, then I from there, I went to do track dates, which is doing engagements with music as a background. No live band there. Uh, casting calls. I would, in New York, they have uh, the Village Voice and a newspaper called Showbiz and Backstage. And I would go into classifieds, answer ads. And sometimes I was a studio vocalist, a vocalist for hire. So I, I, I am and have live the life uh, that uh, I've always wanted. Okay. You were saying? Okay. Yes. So um, my next question up for you is, do you believe in the American dream? You know, I tell you, I should be asking you, do you believe in the American dream? Um, <laughs> no, the thing is, when I was a kid, that was a big deal, a big thing, you know, and honestly, you know, I think we all believe in the American dream. I think the American dream is real. I know the game, I talk about the game, right? Well, the game of life. I think the game of life has been skewed. I think the, they have thrown different obstacles, hurdles in the game 
whereas it's not as straightforward as it used to be. You know, they used to talk about go to school for go to school and get good grades and get a good job. And, you know, when you get that good job, you work 40 hours a week for 40 years and you can retire. Right. And everything will be lovely. Well, it's not that straightforward anymore, in my opinion. Um, things have changed drastically. I think the American dream is still alive, but it's alive with contingencies. It's alive with um, different nuances that are not always favorable for us, uh, especially depending on your nationality. I mean, let's just call a thing a thing. And then sometimes it's us, the individual, the people that make it hard for ourselves. You see, there's two sides to every coin. There's no other way of seeing it. There's two sides to every coin. And if the game has been tainted by whatever, something negative, something unfair, and you are aware of that, then you must make a counter move to get around that as best as possible. So it doesn't say just because the game is messed up or the American dream has changed, you can't realize the American dream. You just have to do different things to make it your reality. I like it. Very yeah. nice. Well said. Do you see? Do you see it that way, or how? Do, well, I should say, how do you see it? Not, I don't want to lead you into it, but how do you see it? Um, I kind of share um, your experience a little bit. Um, as a younger child, youth, teenager, um, younger um, adult, I definitely believe strongly in American dream, pressure of college, four hundred one k, pension, savings, retirement. I definitely believe strongly in that because that's all I saw. Okay. I didn't think of an entrepreneurship mindset or anything else, any other way to save for my retirement. I didn't, you know, my, I was really close-minded. And um, my thoughts and views have definitely changed on the American dream from then to now. Okay, okay. That's interesting because I think your generation um, can and will and should have a bigger impact on how things unfold moving forward. And even the generation beyond, after you, I think they really will have a greater impact. Absolutely. I can dig it. You know, um, we're slowly but surely more of us are awakening to other alternative reasons and purposes for life and how we live it and how we survive and how we structure and format our journeys and our paths and our legacy. So very interesting topic. Yes. I have more questions, though. Okay, what you got? Okay, so my next question to you is, is there a difference to you between personal and professional development? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I believe that personal development is you being a better individual, you the individual, learning how to uh, be the best or get the best out of yourself from a production uh, perspective, from an insight perspective, from the perspective of, um, you know, being challenged and knowing what you're able to achieve and those things, once those things are in place and it's not like, you know, it's a certain level when you get to level 10, then all of a sudden things change. But as you're growing as a person, as an individual that prepares you for the professional development, because as we know, anything that's a profession deals with a number of people, regardless of industry, and regardless of profession. And that number of people can and will be impacted by your personal growth. 
So the more you grow personally, the more you can add professionally. Nice. I like that word I was said. What does it mean to you to be a man? What does it mean to be a man? To you. Oh, okay. Um, I think being a man is a lot of things, honestly. I think being a man, um, honestly, it uh, touches on, of course, the individual, the experiences of the individual, the environment of the individual, but being able to take care of self first. If you can't take care of yourself, you couldn't possibly take care of a family or a wife or a spouse, whatever the case may be. So you have to understand, it's almost like the personal development side. Personal development doesn't just deal with business. Personal development is about life as well. You know, things that you do in life, some of those things are transferable to business. So when you say, what does it take to be a man or what is a man to me? It's being the best male that can provide for self because that's a whole nother conversation, being able to take care of your family. People want it both ways, and let's keep it real. The system has changed. Life and rules have changed, so it's not always about a man um, earning so that he can buy the house and take care of the wife and all the kids. That can happen and does happen depending on what you're doing and what your net or gross worth is. But the reality is today you need a man and a woman to raise a family. So being a man is definitely being able to hold up your side of the bargain, being to back up your spouse if you have one, uh, being able to be forward thinking, make decisions, be knowledgeable, be insightful. You know, even though it may not be what the traditional thinking is, there's still a, a requirement to be educated. And educated isn't always about academia. Being educated is about being educated in life, being educated spiritually, being educated with common things, knowing what's going on in the community. So you got community, you got spiritual, you got business, you got life skills. I mean, it's a well-rounded um, understanding you have to have to be a man. And, you know, not being feminine, I believe that is part of it. That is a huge part of it because that's a sign of strength. You know, I mean, styles is one thing. Talking about clothing and, and jewelry and all that, that's one thing. But because you wear skinny jeans doesn't mean you're not a man. But at the same time, men have preferences. And if you want to show up masculine, there should be nothing wrong with that. If you want to show up neutral as a man, there should be nothing wrong with that. However, when you show up with feminine tendencies and say that you're a man, that becomes questionable. It's not a point about whether it's right or wrong. It becomes questionable, which means that people may see you and not get you or may not want to engage or learn or interact with you. And that could be a, you know, a tight walk or a tight rope or a thin line between what's acceptable and what's not in society terms. But it just is what it is, you know? I mean, look, everyone has a choice. And uh, some people will never respect a man that lives his life based on uh, trends and fads that lend themselves to femininity. So hence the skinny jeans and, you know, the mannerisms and stuff like that. But... um 
those are, I think, some of the nucleus issues or some of the nucleus uh, nuances, if you will, of being a man. Well, well said. I like that. What is your greatest weakness? People. Well, it's two things. It's people. And the reason why I really quick is because we can't live without each other. So no matter how much I like people and love people, people are going to let you down. People are going to disappoint you. People are going to hurt you. People are going to backstab you. People are not going to be forthright or forthcoming with you. And in business, it's the follow-up. They say the fortune is in the follow-up. And the follow-up is dealing with people. Now, why are you not following up? Is it because you're afraid of rejection? Is it because you're lazy? Is it because of something else? So for me, my biggest weakness is people from a personal or from a life perspective. And my biggest weakness is the follow-up from a business perspective. Understood. Definitely get that. What is health and wellness to you? Health and wellness? I mean, health is, you know, the thing that you have to have to make it in this game of life. Uh, and the wellness is the way that you maintain it, you know. What are your eating habits? What are your exercise habits, you know? what Garbage in, garbage out. You know, if you put garbage in you, you can't expect that machine to keep performing at the optimum level very long because it just won't it just can't so um you know for me and i should even be better i should probably be as i say cock diesel you know because of all the things i've been through as a overcomer of substance abuse as a two-time cancer survivor um to be honest with you um i should be, probably should be but it's not in my wheelhouse to um be athletic per se. Of course, when I was younger, I was because all the kids were. I'm more of an artist, so I'm a creator. However, sometimes we have to learn to adopt new uh, lifestyles, principles, or ways of life. And exercise and fitness is something that I've strayed from, and I make no bones about it. It is what it is. I can't blame anyone but myself because I've negated to do those things in the way that they probably should be done for myself at this stage in my life. It's okay. You know, at least you're honest with it. You know, you know where you fall short. You are aware of it. You have a history of it. You know the importance of it. So at least you're, you know, conscious of, you know, the importance of it. I think Um, um, transparency is important. You know, when you start to lie to yourself or try to make yourself to be uh, better or worse than you are, um, that's a self-esteem issue. And I believe that clarity and transparency is something I live by, whether it's good or not. It just is what it is. Okay. Um, my next question. If you could live your best life, quote, unquote, what does that or what would that mean to you? Honestly, it would mean just doing more of what I do, probably leveled up two to three times. You know, music is something that uh, has been a big part of my life. I've done it off and on all of my life but i would like to do more of it now because i don't know just recently came back to me and i started you know tinkering with some ideas that i think are are really good so i want to work on some uh new projects creative projects and speaking i love speaking to people about the nuances of mindset Uh, basically it's dealing with behavior 
and um, getting the most out of yourself by getting out of your headspace. So many of us are captured and trapped literally in our head. So it's difficult to have any level of success when, you know, basically you're telling yourself you can't, but you're saying you want. Part of you wants it. You're like, yeah, say the word. Say it. I want this. But people are afraid to say it because if they say it and it doesn't materialize, they feel held back. They feel like, you know, um, a failure. They feel like someone's going to laugh at them. Someone's going to say that you're not worthy because you said it and didn't do it, couldn't do it. But that's what life's about. It's about doing and being the best you can, working towards a thing. And when you fall flat on your face, you get up and you keep trying. You know, that's something that America is supposed to be known for, the best power in the world. You know, we don't lose. We just win. Well, if that's so true, all people in America, regardless of race, should have a similar mentality. You know, we are winners, period. You know, we don't lose. We don't stall. But that's what life is about. Everyone is a little different, and that makes life also interesting. Nice. I like that. So my next question for you, if you could have three things in this world, what would it be? <laughs> well, this is where the selfish side of me comes up. Sorry. We all got one. <laughs> um, I would like to have unlimited wealth. Talk about the financial aspect. Uh, it would be great to have unlimited health. And let me explain this. It's almost like the genie in the bottle. That wealth would allow me to do things with and for other people. I wouldn't want to just have wealth just for my own self-indulgent purposes. I wouldn't want to just have it so I can have the biggest house in 10 and 12 cars. That, to me, that's if you can have that, great. Me personally, I never wanted it except for when I was a child. And I'm saying that specifically like that because, to me, that's immature thinking. Why do I need five homes, 20, why? Even if I've never had it, why do I need that many? If I got two homes, three tops, that should be fine. A winter home, a summer home, and maybe another home just as a getaway, if that much. But my point is, the health gives me the, I mean, the wealth gives me the opportunity of doing many things under the sun, you know, not just for myself. The health Obviously, that allows me to do those many things with the different people with good status, you know, being able to compete, being able to enjoy, uh, being able to uh, see how the things that I've done, I can experience those things in a good way, being able to encourage, right? So that leaves one thing left. And I think a smart person would leave that in the bank for a later day instead of spending all of their money at one time or all their wishes at one time. But health, wealth and health, I think, are, are primary for me. But I, I can say, if I really had to, I would say relationships, to be able to cherish the relationships that are most meaningful, you know, with my children, my grandchildren, you know, my cousins, like even my friends from, like, high school uh, that we still keep in touch but relationships is, are really important, you know, so, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, my next question for you, how did you change your mindset? Well, you know, 
for me, it came at an odd time. You know, I was at a low point in life, and I realized that I was going nowhere fast, and I was consistent at going nowhere fast. And I looked around. Your younger brother and sister were there. You were with your mom. And I'm realizing, what are you teaching your kids? What are you showing them? And I was no example. No matter how fun I was, no matter how things may have started, at that point, right then and right there, to me, I was almost, I was like a waste, like a wet rag that served this purpose. I mean, you can use that rag to wipe up something, but it's still going to be dirty. Even if you wash it in a laundry mat and it comes out, it's going to look dingy. It's stained. It has nothing left to offer. And I was that wet rag. And I was like, damn, is this where I'm at? And that was where I was at. You know, I said I like transparency and clarity, but it's not just about sharing it. It's about understanding it within myself. That's literally where I was. I was a hot freaking mess. And it was just a shame that this nice, kind-hearted guy um, had amounted to a bunch of nothing at this point. Here I am in my mid-30s, and I have nothing to offer, didn't have a regular job. I had contributed to uh, society to some degree, but it was very extremely lackluster at that point. And I knew something had to change, and I was the change that was needed. So that's how I um, was able to shift into the person that sits before people today. Nice. My next question for you is, what is your greatest strength? My greatest strength is people. I know people. You know, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And it's not always about making money from it, but I know people. I know when people are full of mess, I know when people have a serious desire. I know when people are not what they say they are, when people desire to be what they say. And it's a shame because you can't make a person be what you know they have the potential to become, but you can assist them when they're ready. The point and the problem is people enter and exit our lives all the time. And you may be able to help someone but maybe it's not the time for you to help them. Maybe you can plant the seed. Maybe you can water the seed. But you don't always get a chance to enjoy the bloom or the blossoming of that flower that you planted. So I think people are one of my strongest strengths. I really know behavior well, instinctively, uh, spiritually. Um, and it's become it's mainly because not just the credentials that I have, but because of the observations um, that I have obtained in life from a child to an adult. Very, very well said. Well, I try. Okay. I do my best. <laughs> okay. So my next question for you is, what is your fondest memory? My fondest memory? Well, you know, I, I've had several... I mean, personally or professionally, if it's personal, I would say, I would say my children, but at the same time, I would say um, being able to shift from where I was to who I've become, you know, 
I have fond memories of looking back knowing that, wow, I was able to actually climb that mountain. I mean, literally, I did it. You know, I had help. I didn't do it by myself. And people see me as a totally different person now. You know, overcoming um, substance abuse after a quarter of a century. That's not to be taken light of. Some people say, yeah, well, everybody drinks or something. Yeah, but everyone is not a slave to that drink or something. I was a slave to that. And to be able to shift, um, it may not be totally appropriate. Or this may not be a total appropriate response to your question, but for me, it's like, if there was a badge of honor, that would be one of them, that I made it. I made it out of that life, you know? And then to overcome cancer, not once but twice, because of the level of faith, the level of belief, you don't get much better than that. Because without that, I have no life. And without no life, I'm not here. So, but professionally, I think... Um, it was great to um, do the things I did in music, you know, being around artists and, and, and producers like Arthur Baker, Fred McFarlane. I know a lot of people don't know them, but Diana Ross, um, Jocelyn Brown, Freddie Jackson, Paul Lawrence. I mean, Ray Goodman and Brown, also known as The Moments, you know, being backstage with uh, Ashford and Simpson who are connected to you know, Paul Lawrence and Freddie Jackson because of our New York City White Rock Baptist Church tie. I mean, it's just, it's been a ride. And, you know, being in motion pictures with Nicolas Cage, um, I mean, uh, being on a reality show, not too long ago, a few years ago, I was on a reality show. You know, it's like, wow, I, I didn't, I couldn't see it. It's, just, it's the type of thing that I wanted for my life as a child but I didn't know what it would look like in the end result. I didn't actually picture it this way. I just would like to have more of it, though, I'll be honest with you. So it's up to me to move myself in that direction. You are really on point. You are really on point. I like your responses. Oh, okay. um, my next question, I feel like I kind of asked you this question in different ways already, but I'm going to put it out there again. Why mindset as your focus? I notice everything is around mindset in some way about thinking or brain. Like, why did you focus on that so much? Well, I think technically I was trying, as a speaker, I was trying to find my lane. I was trying to find out what would I speak about? What would be my main topic, my main talk? And I started out talking about customer service, which I'm certified in. And I obviously do that because I do believe in people. And I think Customer service is a natural fit. But even with customer service, there's a certain mindset you have to have to effectively um, execute customer service. And then from customer service, I went to like leadership and had a bunch of brand shifting, you know, titles. But leadership is so important and we need that in the world today more than ever. But even in leadership, and you need communication. How can you be a good leader without communicating? And no matter what topic you can think about, the most foundational principle behind everything is your mind. The way you think. The way you build this 
uh, you know, I say I have a phrase. I say that your ideas, your thoughts, you know, your plans, that's your currency. But your mind, that is your vault. And you cannot afford to let people to have access to your vault. You know, some sometimes we, we um, how would I say, you can't prevent people from being close to you. But sometimes you have to have space. And it's difficult to sometimes have space. But you can't let them in your mental space. That should be private. Even for a husband and wife, if, especially if, one is negative or one is non-supportive. So I think um, that's my reason for mindset. Mindset is the key to everything. I like that you said that. Um, I just want to comment and piggyback off of that a little bit. I remember at a job at some point, um, I took the liberty to go above and beyond, thinking I would get noticed and merit for it just because it would be noted, and it wasn't. And um, I remember asking for financial compensation for my merits and, you know, what I've learned on the job and how I helped out, whatever, whatever. And I was declined. And I remember all of a sudden, you know, changing my mindset from anger to, you know what? They can't take away what I know. Exactly. They can't steal what I know. So I can not apply myself as much and not give them all of me. But still remember, mentally, I have this knowledge. And if I won't be compensated, I have the choice of not providing the service and keeping all the jewels and knowledge in my head or giving and taking a little bit as I want. So that kind of resonated with me a little bit just there. Mm, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I even created programs for government agencies. And they took the idea and ran with it and left me completely out of it. So I said, oh, no, 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 no. Never again. Nope. Not happening. So, so my last question for you, Sir Charles, um, again, kind of like the prior question, I kind of feel like I, I asked this question again, but um, it kind of is something I want to put out there, um, just so you can explain it a little bit more details. How did you develop purpose? How did I develop purpose? Well, this is the truth. You know, everything in life is about evolution in some shape, form, or fashion. When I first started speaking and had not decided that, you know, my topic was going to be basically the foundation would be on mindset, I spoke about purpose, and I had a program called The Three P's of Success. And when I was doing the reality show, a couple of my friends, uh, Pastor Mel Keys, my man Sean DeRoe, and even Della Toro, they was ribbing me about the three P's of success. Find your pleasure, find your... Right? And I was so passionate about it. <laughs> and I, I kind of got mad a couple of times, but, you know, Delto said, look, man, if you if you really want to stick with that, stick with it, but you should go deeper. That's all I'm trying to say. And I, and I got that. And the three P's was based on, you know, you find your pleasure, find your passion, find your purpose. So what happened after that experience, I supersized that program, it made it more uh, foundationally uh, applicable for adults. And that's what came, that's how it became uh, the cure for your business and existence. And now it's known as radiate the brain and change the game. The three P's of success, it still exists, but I use that specific program for younger people because I want it to be simplistic enough that they can gravitate to it, they can understand it, 
and they can take a bite out of it and still benefit versus just tossing it to the wind. Um, but I still use it, still have used it. Um, and the thing about purpose is almost like mindset. Everyone has a purpose, but here's the thing. Many people are lost because they don't know what their purpose is and they don't know how to tap into their purpose. They don't know how to maximize their purpose. And it, it, the odd thing is that a lot of times companies don't care about what you do, what you speak on. So you have to learn how to show up differently. You have to learn how to show up better. You have to learn how to show up in a unique fashion. So purpose, it's still part of mindset, but the whole thing is how do you develop it? And uh, again, purpose is, the reason I came up with purpose was because purpose was kind of like, um, you know, let's get to the heart of the matter. What's your purpose, basically? Why are you here? Why do you want to speak? What is it that you want to say? It all revolves around purpose. And yet, even in that purpose, it started with an idea, which is mindset. Well, lovely, lovely, lovely. I like how you did the mic check and radiated my brain with these questions and answers. <laughs> that was really cool. So that's actually my last question for you. How do you feel about those questions? Well, you know, I think they were really well thought out. I think they were good questions. I know when I do interviews, I like organic um, interviews, but I look at it more of a conversation than interviews. I think they were think they were really uh, something unexpected. And the good thing, people can know, whoever's watching this, whether you're watching it in real time or if you're watching a replay, it's really about being truthful, being honest. I, I kind of feel that when you have planned questions that, or a planned topic that, you know, the topic generally may be planned. That could be okay. But the questions, if you want to help somebody, come from the heart. If you really want to help someone, come from the heart because people can get more out of things. But I'm definitely open to any questions or, or comments that people have to, um, to ask or they want to post. Um, by all means, though, but I just want to say that at the same time, I, l I really look forward to flipping the script on you. I want to get into your life a little bit. I want to get into how you uh, got to where you are. You know, So I want to find out What's your come up story? You know, my come up story getting around, even though we didn't really talk about, you know, the details of what I came up from specifically, those are good questions, but I want to get into your uh, evolution. How did you become the person that sits before us today? So I'm looking forward to discussing that with you because I think that will be huge and inspiring to those who want to do things you're doing or things similar to what you're doing. You know what well, I'm saying? What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, I'd be honored to share my little business. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would definitely be cool. I would love to um, do an interview. I've, I've done interviews in the past, but nothing where I was able to really actually get footage to share with followers or people who may be, you know, inquisitive of me and want to know the real backstory like why i see her working out all the time like why is she working out she looks fine she doesn't need to work out so i would like to do that and let people see a little snippet of that it's not all about just looking good it's a right, whole other right. lifestyle well let's look at it as having a conversation so the next time people can find out how they can change the brain in their lives and 
learn more about what's your come up story. Radiate the brain, folks. Change the game. Bye.